Welcome to our RBC Global Equities podcast. We're speaking on the 30th of April 2018 and I'm your host, Jeremy Richardson. Today I'm joined from the team by Habib Sabjali and Benyo. Gents, thanks for taking the time. Good afternoon. So here we are in spring. It doesn't really feel like it, I guess, because it's rain and wind outside, but uh, leaves are coming on uh, the trees, the flowers are coming into bud, and that must mean that we're getting close or at proxy season. Um, but what is proxy season? Perhaps you could uh, uh, share with us what, it, what it's all about. So proxy season is uh, every year a company asks its shareholders to vote on certain proposals. These proposals, some of them are prescribed by law that the company proposes, and some of these proposals are uh, proposed by the shareholders, and they cover things like receiving reporting accounts, long-term executive pay, reporting transparency, and the like. And uh, how often is it the case that shareholders agree with everything that's being proposed to them? I mean, are these particularly is this a controversial process? So it's something which has been increasingly controversial over the last few years, and in fact, there's been a kind of movement which has caught about that that has been more controversy. But in general, the vast majority of votes, so over 90, 95% of votes, are all voted in, in, in favour and they all, they all pass through, usually by those sort of margins as well, 90, 95% of votes are cast in favour. So it's a bit of a box-ticking exercise really then, it's 90, 95% of things are agreed and the majority, far and away the majority of voters, of um, shareholders uh, approve, quite emphatically it seems to me, then, then it's not actually that controversial at all, surely? Well, so this is one of the things which has been going on, that those, some of those voting numbers have been going down. But one of the criticisms of the investment industry is that it has somewhat blindly accepted what management have proposed year after year and hasn't necessarily, say, examined the proposals uh, in enough detail. So if I might add, one of the things that I think is uh, very strong about uh, this team is that the portfolio managers themselves read these proxy votes alongside stewardship and, and governance teams. And we try and assess some of the nuances. A lot of these things, when they're controversial, are not mm. black and white. Mm. And we engage with the companies to understand the company's position and maybe the shareholder's position, if it's a shareholder proposal, to try and then vote in the best interests of the, of the people who we're looking after for the money. And I think that is the proper and higher standard way of doing things. Right. So, so Habib, don't mind me saying this, but you've been doing this a long time. And <laughs> Thanks. So, so, you can't see the grey hairs, but they're there. <laughs> so what changes have you seen when it comes to uh, proxies and how shareholders have been interacting with these proposals? <laughs> to, be, to be honest, when I first started in this industry, no one even looked at these things. Really? Uh, no one, you know, if if a proxy happened to land on, on a portfolio manager's desk, it went straight in the bin, probably. Most uh, portfolio managers didn't vote on it, uh, didn't even vote. It was all these things, any conversations, any anything that portfolio managers might be uncomfortable about was discussed behind closed doors in uh, sort of quiet, uh, subtle meetings. Uh, and over the years, as shareholdings have become much more global, companies have got larger, uh, pay packets have become more uh, controversial and, uh, in, and and just got bigger. Yeah. Uh, the impact of multinationals and other large corporations have got big on society. People have started taking more and more of an interest in, in this. So, what's, so what are the things that we'll be looking out for in this proxy season? Um, so, for example, executive pay. Executive pay, right, has been a, a, uh, an issue which has been making headlines for a long time. Remember the fat cats and these types of these types of uh, headlines. Uh, it, should we expect to see that again this this season? I mean, is it something that never goes out of fashion? 
currently not going out of fashion, it's becoming in fashion. Uh, so yeah, a lot of that, there's a lot of argument about the quantum, so right. the level of pay. There's also a lot of argument about the structure of pay. Uh, there's some who would also believe that generally you don't get a quantum level problem unless you've also got a structure problem, but they are going, they are going hand in hand. And then there's also these geographic differences because the quantum and level of pay in the US on average is actually a whole league above uh, the UK on average for a UK company. Mm -hmm. But a UK CEO, say of a global or a globalizing business could arguably up sticks and go and work in a US company. So this kind of global marketplace. So how do you put that into context? Because you know, we often hear from companies that they need to offer big awards in order to be able to attract the, the best talent. But of course, if everybody offers highest awards, then you end up with this pay inflation that goes on forever, surely it just it wouldn't stop. Sure. And this is, I think, one of the reasons that you have to examine carefully. Are you aligning pay with some notion of performance? Right. And this is where I think you come and get company and industry specific. So return on capital, important for some industries, maybe less important for others. Long term pay, should you be thinking about restricted stock? How important are margins over sales? How important are these other, say, extra financial intangible factors like customer service, the strength of your employees, your brand, your R&D and innovation. If those are really important to you, surely they should be in your incentive metrics. And if they're not, that's where I think the portfolio manager should be constructively challenging management teams and boards. And I was going to pick up on something Habib said earlier, where he said, oh, portfolio managers 20 years ago didn't read these proxies. My challenge to you is actually most portfolio manager peers that I come across in the city are still not reading actually these proxies. And I would I would say that not as much as change as people would uh, perhaps uh, suggest. I, yeah, I think, sadly, Ben, I, I think you're right uh, that people sort of view investments made through the stock market as sort of short-term investments just because you can sell them uh, in, in a few moments' notice doesn't mean that you will. And it's certainly not how we should be thinking about it. And I think if you think as an owner, then this is your chance to have a say in how the business is run. And so far, we've just talked about executive compensation. Well, these are the, the people who are in charge of your business, who are running your business. How do you want them paid? On what basis do you want them uh, uh, to, to, to be paid, to, to be uh, incentivized? Mm. What does success look like? What does failure look like? What do you want them to focus on? I think these things are, are very important things that we need to think about as, as owners. We uh, do need to engage and talk to people about what we want to see in there. Voting is, is a blunt tool. It is yes or no, but it is still incredibly important. Yeah, I, there has to be more than executive pay, though. I mean, that, that's that's yes. a very, very topical issue. But I mean, if I just think about what's been making uh, the news recently, things like uh, you know, quality of opportunity, gender diversity, um, there's, there's so much more now which is creeping into the, the discourse. So there are issues that uh, globally, uh, things like uh, gender equality and, and, and uh, equality for minorities, things like carbon is coming up. Yep. But then there are also uh, regional and industry issues. So there are some industries where... Such as? You know, just water. Right. I mean, carbon for uh, the, the energy industry is critical. And, and also, when, when, once you get into the chemical and refining business, 
you know, what you're doing with water usage and, and recycling and things like that. So those are very specific uh, points. It's disclosure, it's supply chain for the garments industry, yeah. for the food industry. And then you also have regional issues. You know, for Japan, governance is a big issue, independence of the board, yeah. uh, medium-term plans, voting on uh, the medium-term plans, return on equity. So uh, we have to be aware of, of the issues that are industry-specific as well as region-specific. So, so there's a lot to, lot to weigh up. Final question I wanted to ask you, because you know, I know in a proxy it's a typically a long form, and there's lots of... Uh, uh, proposals there that shareholders are asked for their opinion on. But if you had to think more broadly about that form, what is the, that you don't typically see on the form that you wish you could vote on if you, uh, if you had the chance? Well, I'll pick up on something that Habib said earlier, which is I think we're surprised that portfolio managers don't read these proxies. Mm. I think people would be surprised that also there are only really two sets of proxy advisors in this whole market who look at that long form and then give advice. And that portfolio managers may or may not only really rely on, on that one set. Within the set of advice to your question, which comes through, uh, a lot of it is written really in a legalese. And the thing which I think is missing is often uh, a, a plain English, I guess you could say Warren Buffett style letter explaining things like the mm. behaviors we want to incentivize, what our business is about, and why the things we are putting in our proxy and the things we have vote for are meaningful for you as part owner or owner of this mm. for the long term. So linking it back to the essence, whether that's a kind of business purpose for what you're doing. And that kind of, I guess, common sense or common English right. version of understanding that is often missing. And so you end up just voting on sort of legalese points without getting the longer term picture. Putting it into context. Putting it into context right. and then potentially those aspects of the things which are hard to measure, but you know are important to the company, can then be woven into the narrative of saying, and we feel either by this metric or this thing, we are then hinting at our larger purpose, or this is yeah. how we please our customers, or this is our strength of innovation and brand. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you talk to the leaders of these businesses and ask them what's really important, uh, a lot of them will tell you it's their strategy, it's their corporate culture, it's their human capital. You don't see that in the proxy statement. No. You know, I mean, that's, I think that says it all, right? All right, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Judge, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, will you agree to come back and give us a post-mortem in a few weeks' time? Sure. Great. Brilliant. Um, in the spirit of continuous improvement, uh, we welcome all feedback. Um, you can reach us with your thoughts at RBCGAM Podcasts. That's all one word, at rbc.com. Speak soon. Thank you.